Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome to Smooth Sailing to Success podcast. The show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I'm the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. So you can learn more about what we do at ssonlinesupport.com. So this podcast is is on to motivate, inspire you to achieve more, but also share some really practical tips um, and business building strategies that you can use to be more productive, boost your profits, and of course, grow your business. So I'm definitely going to do that today. Some amazing business building strategies here with a special guest that I have. And that is Justin Christensen with Conversion Fanatics. And uh, Justin is a father and husband and speaker and entrepreneur. And he's been in the digital marketing um, business for over 13 years. He's a self-proclaimed numbers junkie. Um, I might be too, Justin, because I actually have a bookkeeping background. (laughs) Um, So Justin is the number one Amazon bestselling author of Conversion Fanatic, How to Double Your Customers, Sales, and Profits with A-B Testing. He's also the co-founder and president of Conversion Fanatics. Love that name. A full-service conversion rate optimization company. So thank you so much for being on my show, Justin. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Cool. So this is a topic that um, I obviously, you know, deal with in my own business. And a lot of people just, I find, can't wrap their head around it. Um, I know, uh, you know, you talk about website optimization. So maybe I'll kind of start there. So can you, for those people that, you know, are out there, or maybe they're just starting out in their business, what does website optimization actually mean? And kind of what does it incorporate? Well, you typically have two sides of the equation when it's digital marketing. You have traffic, which everybody talks about. Yep. And then you have the other side of the coin, and that's conversion. And there's really only two pieces of the digital marketing game. There's a bunch of other things involved in that, of course, but there's really only two pieces to that. So in terms of conversion optimization, what that means is you have people at your website, and it is getting more of those people to take the desired action that you want them to take, whether that be become a lead, buy something, um, you know, join a webinar, whatever it might be. Um, You have to figure out what makes your visitors tick and then optimize the experience for them to get them to take more (laughs) predictable desired actions. Perfect. So would you, am I right in the assumption then that there's like two types of conversions? So one where they become a lead or they sign up for something like through Facebook and then they're on your list and then the conversion where they kind of become a customer or would you kind of lump them together? Um, I mean, they're, it's the, the principles are all basically the same. That's true. Um, 
So you, you could lump it all together, but I mean, they should be treated differently. Right. And every traffic source should be treated differently as well. Gotcha. And um, what would some of the optimization strategies that you, I mean, I'm sure there's a million, <laughs> for just like a quick synopsis, um, a couple of maybe key ones that you would suggest? Well, when people think of optimization, they immediately think of split testing, which yeah. <laughs> split testing is just the way to confirm your assumptions. Okay. Um, so it's the vehicle that allows you to better optimize. It, it just allows you, you can't, you can't make assumptions in marketing at right. all um, because you'll be quickly led down a path <laughs> that isn't a, a very nice one. Well, waste <clears throat> time, right? And money, I'm sure in a lot mm -hmm. of instances. Yeah, so optimization, some key things to look at are just pay attention to your web analytics. Um, there was a shocking statistic that I read that like something like 97% of website owners collect some kind of data on their visitors, but less than 30% actually do something with that data. I can believe that. <laughs> so it's paying attention. Your, your visitors will tell you exactly what's wrong if you look at your numbers. And then we couple that with, you know, heat maps, click maps, uh, analyzing what people are paying attention to, what they're not paying attention to. For example, you could have a heat map on your site. What's a heat map for, for those that don't know? A heat map is a tool kind of like Crazy Egg or Hot Jar, uh, which are some of the most popular ones right now, um, where you basically put an overlay over your site mm -hmm. and it tracks the behavior, how far oh, okay. they're scrolling, where their mouse stops, where they're clicking predominantly. Oh. Um, so you could find out that you may have a video on your site, but nobody's clicking the play button. Right. So it's basically rendering it useless. Uh, so you would optimize around that. So you just kind of use that to find bottlenecks and how are behaving on your site. Oh, perfect. Okay. So sorry, I derailed you there. <laughs> no problem. And then um, from there, we just take all of that information. We'll survey. We'll analyze the market further. If we can survey customers, we will um, because they're going to tell you why they bought, why they yeah. didn't. Um, it's not always the prettiest information. Um, a lot of business owners don't like to hear it, yeah. but it's vital um, where we can do it. Other than that, we do competitive analysis. So we find out what other competitors in the market are doing for their advertising campaigns, what they're uh, where they're advertising, what they're advertising, uh, to find leverage points in areas to start testing. And then we boil that all down to kind of our test hypothesis. Oh, okay. Um, and then we start testing. So you can really get into like your competitors to figure out how they're advertising, what's working for them, where they, what their customers are doing? Uh, for the most part, you can see kind of some surface level stuff. Obviously, okay. you can't see a lot of the back end right. things. Um, but it just gives us ideas. We don't do that to steal, obviously, but right. we do it for leverage points because we got to know what they're doing. For and sure. if, if you all of a sudden see that they had a massive increase in their advertising spend, you know, in January or whatever month, you could then look deeper and see, okay, something must be working if they just poured the fuel on the fire. Right. Good to know. I like that you can kind of look at all different elements, not just at someone's website, so to speak. Um, so when you're, I know I saw on your site that you do like a full conversion audit. So what kind of things do you look at? 
kind of the same stuff that we just went over. Oh, okay. We'll go in and we'll look, we'll mock up things um, and just kind of get a lay of the land and find those bottlenecks and basically provide a roadmap for people that are, you know, needing to optimize their site. And I do a ton of critiques. I probably critique, I don't know, 30 to 50 sites a week. Holy, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, so we we kind of couple that with the surface stuff. So we help companies there, you know, give them more information about what's on the surface that we could see as some viable tests based on, you know, our best practices of having run over 1,500 split tests in the last couple of years. Right. So you obviously deal with websites, but also landing pages, um, correct? Yeah. So the landing page is usually the starting point for a lot of companies. If yeah. there's a lot of companies that are driving traffic directly to their homepage and that's fine. They have some brand integrity there um, that can stand on its own two feet, but landing pages are usually the gateway into the process. Gotcha. So we look at where the traffic's going, uh, where they're falling off. And then we look for ways, whether it be simple as button color to oh, wow. headline, to complete redesigns. Um, it, it, we just let the data do the talking and continually test as fast as we can until we come up with winners. Cool. And then learning, learning is the big thing, learning from our, you know, losing variations. Do you find that different industries kind of have different um, results or different um, like one thing tweaking it will work for one industry and it'll be completely different for another industry or is it usually across the board on what's more successful than other things? Um, we find a lot. I mean, we really have about 24 or so things that we look at. Yeah. And it's pretty much the same for every industry. Of course, they, they react. Different companies have different results based on the same split test where we could run one same split test on 10 different companies and come up with different results every time. Due to the audiences and, yeah, I mean, age, demographic, sex you know, yeah. the market affects so much. Yeah. There's so many, so many different variables that, that factor in there, but I would say probably eight out of 10 times, you know, we'll see it work at yeah. some capacity. Awesome. And, and again, we spend so much money on, you know, Facebook ads nowadays um, and to spend all that money and then, you know, realize that your landing page kind of sucks for lack of better terms. Um, you want to be able to make those course corrections and, and optimize it um, so that, you, you know, you're going to get more bang for your buck. Yeah. One of my friends and mentors said to me one time, he said, optimization is like a video game, except for a high score, you come out and make more money. Um, <laughs> cool. So you can actually, if you're spending, a lot of companies will say, well, let's just spend more money on traffic. We get more eyeballs on it. We're going to make more money. Exactly. And it's, we have found, we've come into companies and reduced their cost per acquisition by as much as 80%. Wow. That's crazy. Um, just by doing some optimization tweaks. Um, we had one company recently that came out and they were spending like $80 or so to acquire a lead. And this is a high, high profit yeah. uh, business. And we came in and literally two weeks, we were able to double their lead flow and cut their acquisition costs down to like 27 bucks on average. Wow. That is awesome. 
<clears throat> That's impressive. And I love how oh, maybe it's not your motto, but that you save online advertisers from unprofitable campaigns and that I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? You can do all these great campaigns, but are they profitable and what's your rate of return? Yeah, we took one company, they were spending about $80 to acquire a customer and they weren't profitable for about three months um, on those customers. Yeah. And there actually was pushing five months and some companies can get by with that because of their, you know, life cycle of their customers but this company couldn't, it was a very low margin and they were getting about 30 to 40 customers a day. We were able to tweak it, cut that down to about 10 bucks and scale it up to at the peak, we were doing about 700 sales a day. Wow. Love reports like that. Um, <laughs> because you do get stuck in just doing things the same old way and kind of don't think about, you know, like you say, all those different testings and tweaks and analysis Mm -hmm. Um, so that's awesome. So your book, um, conversion fanatic, um, it, is that like for your average, um, entrepreneur or someone that's more into the back end of things? Like what is your target market for that book? Well, I basically wrote it to educate people on the importance of conversion optimization. Gotcha. Um, so I've had people from, stone cold beginners yeah. to the seasoned experts saying this is the go-to book. Nice. Um, so it, it kind of runs the gamut of who has responded to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I wrote it, it. It took me over a year to write the book and I wrote it, you know, from scratch. It's only 150 pages and it took me over a year to write it because I didn't want to fluff it up. Yeah. <clears throat> and I wanted just real practical examples and ideas and things that were executable um, for the beginner as well as the, the can apply right away. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now I'm going to, because it is about, you know, profits and AB testing for those that have heard the term so much, how would you describe AB testing to someone? Comparing apples to oranges and see who likes apples or who likes oranges. <laughs> Um, that's, that's basically it. It's just finding what makes your visitors tick and what they respond to most and leading them down the path of least resistance to the end goal that you're looking to achieve. And we just try to remove those barriers and roadblocks and whether that be testing headlines, call to action, buttons, images, colors, layouts, um, all sorts of things, even those simple things can have big impact. Right. So I mean, how long, come, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it could come down to a simple letter That's in your crazy. headline um, that, could, that could boost the results. So how long do you typically test for? Like, do you leave a, a page as is for, like, is three weeks a good measure? Or what's your typical time frame of giving something a shot, so to speak? Or do you want um, every, every test is different. Okay. Um, it, it really depends on the amount of traffic you can get. Right. Um, and how many conversions you have to start with. So we've had tests conclude in two days with 98% statistical significance. Mm -hmm. And we've had tests that take three months. Oh, okay. Um, it just really depends. We often don't let them run three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you could run them that long. 
And there are some companies that just prefer to let tests run. Fair enough. And run, run, and they run. on the side of, uh, um, cons- uh, I just lost the word, being conservative. <laughs> yeah, they err on the side of caution. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be the key things? So if, if people are building their landing page, what are a few good things that they could do to make their landing page like awesome? So a few of the things that we look at is obviously the number one thing that we have found is a headline. Right. So having a strong benefit driven headline, nobody cares about the features of your product. All they care about is what it's going to do for them. Oh, totally. So a strong benefit driven headline. Uh, we try to break up paragraphs into bullet points if we can. Yeah. And features into benefits. If you want to list features is you can shout from the rooftops all day long on how great your product is, but if it doesn't have any benefit to them, oh, exactly. of value. So there, and then a strong call to action is another one where you tell your visitors what to do. Don't just assume that they know to fill out the form on the page. So what's a strong, give me a couple of examples of strong call to actions and two that are weak. Well, the most, not, not to put you on the spot or anything, but. No, um, some of the common ones that I see as far as being weak are they don't have one. Oh. They just have a form on the page or they have a button on the page and they forget to tell them what the next step is. So a strong one could be fill out the form to get 100% free access to this report to learn X. Right. Um, Retie it into the benefit again. Or... Click the add to cart button now to save 30%. Um, you know, whatever the, the strong benefit is of clicking it now. So telling them exactly what to do next is the big thing. Okay. And then the next one we found is uh, obviously having your call to action above the fold of the page. Yeah. So making them scroll. Exactly. Having the next step visible. And then proof is probably the other big element. So having some kind of social proof in there that they are not the first person that has done this. And I put it in that phrase because nobody likes to be first. That is very true. Just human so, nature, right? Yeah. And we, you test the different styles of proof. Um, it could be as simple as um, 15,173 happy customers. Um, listed at a banner across the top. It could be that you have four video testimonials from customers. It could be simple as logos of, you know, some of your customers. Right. Um, And you got to test the different types and the amount that you have on there too, where I was just actually looking at a past case study this morning where a company had five logos of some of their clients on their landing page. We tested, well, more is better, right? So let's test more. So we added five more to it. So now there's 10 logos and it reduced their conversion rate by 90%. Oh, how funny. <clears throat> so, I mean, the landing page went from conversion rate of like nine and a half percent down to like less than one. Why would that be? Just out of curiosity. Um, they just, it was just overwhelming to them, oh, I guess. Oh, interesting. And it wasn't that big of a change. I know. It had a big impact. And that's why I say you never assume anything. Right. I could have assumed all day long that, oh, more logos is going to be better. Let's just run with it. And we would have tanked the conversion rate. 
I've also done tests on video where we had a voiceover. It was like a, a sales video. I actually recorded one of the, the, the variations of it with my ums and ahs and not very polished at all because I don't claim to be a professional voiceover actor. <laughs> nor do I play one on TV. Yeah. But, um, so we had that. We had a professional male voiceover and then a professional female voiceover. And everybody's assuming, you know, let's just run with the female voiceover. Yeah. Like, this is the best one. Um, it was kind of different for that market. They weren't really used to hearing female voices. We tested it. The male voiceover converted twice as well as the female voiceover. Is that because there was a female target market or like the audience or it was a male target market. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, so, and then my unpolished video converted twice as well as the male voice. Really? Maybe because you were more approachable, right? Like you weren't like a stuffy professional type thing. <laughs> That's Maybe, interesting though. Maybe resulted in an extra 300 some thousand dollars in revenue. Yeah. Revenue over the course. And I wouldn't have thought to just like have different versions of a video or different versions of a voiceover. I, I don't know why, but that just wouldn't have registered with me to tweak. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's a moving part and everything yeah. has a chance to be tested. Everything's interchangeable. <clears throat> everything. Nothing is off limits in testing, but just the biggest thing that I tell people is don't assume. Yeah. Um, even though we've ran thousands of split tests, we're still proven wrong a lot. Yeah. Um, and then learn from your mistakes. I call them mistakes, but they're not really mistakes. Learn from the losing variations and tweak them to make them better. So if you have something that shows promise, um, we ran one recently where it was a mobile checkout version on an e-commerce store. We tried to make the experience better by expanding the options instead of having to tap on it. Yeah. But Band, so we expanded it. It showed immediate promise. We went in by like 60%. And then it settled into like losing the five. So we tweaked the variation, went back out and retested it and ended up with a 30% winner. Nice. So what's the fun part of your job for you? Like what do you like doing the most? Seeing the results. Yeah. Um, I just... I mean, you you said in my intro that I'm a self-proclaimed numbers junkie, and I am. <laughs> I just like the psychology behind what makes people do things online, what makes them do different things, and figuring out how to make them do more things. Right. And seeing the results. One of the the women I work with for one of my clients, um, I call her, she's the numbers person. She loves analytics, Google analytics, like you name it. And I'm just like, oh, I like numbers when it comes to accounting, but that kind of stuff. I'm like, fly at her, Karen. <laughs> I love the implementation part and setting up and all that good stuff and managing. But um, it's funny how jazzed up people can get by that part of it. Yeah, and it's just funny. Someone has to. Yeah, and the, the part of it is not a lot of people, I mean, conversion optimization is not sexy. It's not... <laughs> Compared to, oh man, the latest trick on how to get more traffic from Facebook or the latest, you know, that's sexy. That's why it sells. And optimization just isn't because people boil it down to being very difficult. It is time consuming. Yeah. You have to have patience. And it's just not the fun part that most people 
like compared to turning on an ad and seeing a bunch more people come to your website. Yeah. But I also like the fact that we can, we're helping companies see better results, but in turn, they're helping thousands of other people with their products or services. That's true. It all trickles down. It does. And I mean, you see somebody, you know, we see a 200% increase in lead generation and they have a fantastic product, you know, over the course of months. And it just makes you feel good inside to know that you're helping that many more people. Absolutely. And that, and well, and you're helping them with their success, right? Helping them grow their business, which is what I love about my business, like helping, you know, my clients grow their business and, and uh, yeah, it feels good. So I know that you um, somewhere talk about like the five pillars of success. I mean, you don't have to go into all of them or anything, but um, what would some of those be? Or maybe tell me a little bit about that. Well, optimization is a pillar of success. Yeah. Um, traffic is a pillar of success. Um, systems. Yes. And processes are a system of, or a pillar of success. Um, you know, and every, that can be boiled down to a lot of different things, but every, it it basically all boils down to systems and processes. Yeah. You want to become a world-class company. I mean, I made the mistake early and I had quite a bit of success early on in my, or in the middle of my career. And then I basically went back and started over and I found it's like, if it's going to be done right, it's going to be done by me. Yeah. And that pillar of success is I needed systems and processes in place to be able to execute better and letting go of some of those things, you know, for example, customer support and, you know, just, really letting other people shine that are smarter than you and better at that than you. Yeah. That is a hard thing to do sometimes, (laughs) but it's worth it in the long run. Yeah. So just having a system in place for everything is, is what basically the five pillars do. Yeah. And it's short term pain for long term gain. I mean, the work involved in, in getting set up, it can be painful when you're in the thick of it, but it's so much better in the long run, as you know. It is like I couldn't handle our, I couldn't handle our current client load by myself. <laughs> no, I'm sure you have a big team behind you. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a few of us now and it's, it's fun to see. And we just play off the strengths and we adapt the processes to fit into how people work. Mm-hmm. Just, just make it, we don't just set it in stone. They're going to find a faster way to do it. And in a better way to do it oftentimes. So we just let them do what they do best and it's worked out so far. Perfect. So do you deal with the actual Facebook ad part of it or just the landing page part of it? Um, Both, but um, we don't work on the traffic side of it unless it's coupled with optimization. Gotcha. Um, We do run ads. I say uh, we probably manage a couple hundred thousand dollars in ad spend a month right now. Holy, that's a good chunk of change yeah, it's pretty good. There's a lot of people doing a lot more. Um, there's uh, some of our clients are spending that in a month, um, but we're not managing it. We're just doing the optimizations. Yeah. Cool. So how would people find your book, Justin, um, to help them kind of understand conversion better or what direction would you lead them in to kind of dive in? Well, it's available on Amazon and it's, uh, you can find information about it at conversionfanatics.com. 
com slash book. And then you can find other information about the company there as well. Um, I, it's available on Kindle and paperback. So Awesome. And, um, and they can obviously find you at conversionfanatics.com and learn more about your services, I'm assuming. Yeah, it'll, uh, you can find more information about there. And I'd be, you know, if it's something somebody's interested in, we can definitely provide a, you know, complimentary critique and a conversion acceleration session for that. So one day, uh, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I know you've got the com- full conversion audit. So what was the one that you just said? Uh, conversion acceleration session where we basically put together a slide deck that um, shows some ideas on what they could be testing throughout their entire process. Okay. And, uh, just kind of going through there. And it's basically a glorified site critique. Um, that's so handy though. That's perfect. Cause you don't even know where to start. Sometimes it's like, you know, something's not working, but what do you do <laughs> and how do you fix it? That's, yeah, the biggest, sure. that's the biggest kind of fork in the road, right? Yeah. And then another thing too is for your listeners, I can uh, give them, if you wanted to put it in the show notes, I can do um, our 24 point conversion checklist, which is just free. It's just a long PDF that tells you some areas to start and areas to focus on. Perfect. Yeah, I'll definitely include that in the show notes. Um, so I'm sure there's much more information um, on uh, conversion and optimization. I'm sure we have just a little drop in the bucket, so to speak. Um, but yeah, love what you do. I'll definitely uh, speak with you uh, a little later for helping some of my clients maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so thanks for coming on my show, Justin. I've uh, learned a few things along the way and I hope my audience has as well. Yeah, I do too. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You betcha. Um, Well, guys, that is it for this special episode of Sailing to Success podcast. Again, I'm Lindsay Phillips, and I'm not only your host and captain um, for this great podcast, I'm also the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support. You can find me at ssonlinesupport.com or my uh, new site, lindsayphillips.com, where all my blogs and videos are. So L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week and may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.